0: Where would you like to go from here, Jaylin and I? Yeah,
1: well, this one was uh, something I saw uh, la- uh, recently okay. and I thought was was interesting. Wondering what Chadville thinks about it. So, you know, we've uh, done away with the penny.
0: I heard. And, <laughs> a couple of years back now. I still have one in my uh, oh, ashtray in my car. But
1: 2013, we did away with the penny.
0: 2013? That long ago,
1: hey? Wow. Um, now there's talk. Uh, there's an economist that's saying that's only a matter of time before the nickel goes the way of the penny.
0: I didn't think that was going to be the next move with our currency. I thought the next move with our currency was going to be to change the $5 bill into a coin. Yeah. But I'm not surprised to learn they're looking at getting rid of the nickel.
1: Well, they're not. They're not. This is an economist who oh, says it's only okay. a matter of time. He's a senior economist and he says that the $0.05 cent piece um, will seem increasingly less useful because of its low purchasing power and the cost to maintain it. Uh, the same reasons that were used uh, to get rid of the penny in 2013. Um, he says recycling system for the nickel means the mint isn't under as much pressure to produce it as it was with the penny. Mm. And he says he believes that if this country were to phase out the nickel cash payments would be rounded to the nearest 10 cents, and then the quarter Ugh, would become less re- my relevant. Goodness.
0: Well, eventually, no So what happens at, at that
1: point? So He says, what about the introduction of a 20-cent piece?
0: I think that's a mistake. Uh, what I would suggest instead is where the whole world is moving to is cashless transactions mm-hmm. anyway. So rather than talk about bringing in a new coin, I think we probably have to start wrapping our head around the fact that we're not going to be yeah. using coins in general.
1: I, 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 I I don't know about you. You you carry cash um, more than, than I do. I rarely yep. rarely have have cash on me, um, and and change no. I, I don't have nickels. I don't have dimes. I might have a couple quarters in the top drawer of my yeah. desk
0: in my office, but Well, you know it? those, uh, some people do this and and end up saving for a Mexican vacation. They just, uh-huh. you know, they come home and whatever's Throw in their in pocket, there. right? I don't do that. What I do is all my change goes in the little cabinet between seats in the front of my car and those are Tim Horton's tokens <laughs> or this week, uh, McDonald's tokens. There you go, would be a, a car, bucket of uh, coffee at McDonald's. Vehicle. But, uh, guys. well, you won't get more than $3 because every time I'm, I'm constantly using that yeah. change right and it's funny because every time I go to pay at the Tim Hortons where I've been going for years mm-hmm. twice a day uh, I always pull up they'll even know what my order is before I order and yet they always go to hand me the machine it's like no and no I'm paying cash right I, I can see where cash will be gone well and, Coin, so, certainly. and here's
1: so here's something is if if, if if you believe that we're moving towards a cashless society, and I think that there's many people who do believe Mm -hmm. that, and probably many of us who rarely carry cash uh, anymore, would you have a stockpile somewhere? Would you have a stash somewhere in case of...
0: Yeah, in case of a complete breakdown? I don't know, because I'm assuming that bills will be around for the rest of my lifetime, but you have to be able to use the cash, right? So... I mean there's no point in stockpiling cash if we're a cashless society, right? So I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I, I, mean, I would stockpile. Yeah, I mean I guess I
1: guess the question is are would we totally are we just moving towards a cashless society and cash is still there and usable or do we are we would we phase out The $5, $20 bill like we are, the the, the nickel and the quarter. I don't know,
0: because you think about it, almost everybody, and I know not everybody, but almost everybody has a cell phone. And the technology is more than Mm -hmm. advanced to be able to pay for everything with your cell phone. My concern whenever I I hear talk of this is security, of course. I, I don't like the fact that I can tap my visa. I did it once to see if it worked. I don't like mm-hmm. that technology. To be honest with you, I don't even really like it. As convenient as it is, I don't like to take a picture of the check thing and oh, it appears in your bank. I love that thing. Which I did this morning. I love it. For the second time ever in my life. I don't know. I just feel like...
1: You still the, like going and depositing I and prefer then, to yeah.
0: deposit it and know that the bank got it and that they're not going to tell me in a week that it was unreadable or mm. that there's not going to be some glitch or burp or something in the system and, and it goes missing. I mean, I miss the days I don't even get my checks back anymore. Of course, when was the last time I even wrote a check? So maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> check. You know, Where is your checkbook? Remember when the statement used to come in? Uh, I'm going to sound really old here. You had to here. balance your you checkbook. You had to you yeah. go through it all. And- exactly. Bank reconciliation, mm-hmm. they used to call it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was on the back of your statement That's if you right. flipped it over. Yeah. So the checks that weren't in your statement, the purchases that didn't go through yet, and you made it all add up to a number, and then you went, okay, my checkbook's yeah. balanced.
1: My, uh, my nan, my mom's mom, when, uh, when, when she passed away, we found money stashed uh, around the house under the, the linoleum in her bedroom on the bedroom floor. Oh. And then uh, my great aunt, Rita, down in New York, when she passed away, it was all over the house. It really? was in coat pockets. It <laughs> was in the freezer. It was under the bed. Uh, yeah, it was uh, It was strange. But again, that's, you know, 80-year-old women 20, 30 years ago, yeah, 20 years for sure.
0: ago. And it's, you know, times have changed. So. Well, and there's so much trust associated with cashless society, right? I know you brought to my attention a story.
1: <laughs> Mark texts and says, no, Jay, no, how do you get a shopping cart? Oh, yeah, your servants do your shopping. Yeah, nice, Mark. <laughs> no, actually, there's a lot of them that you don't need the
0: The, the only ones that I know are still charging Dude. for a shopping cart is uh, Walmart. Yeah. Which is weird, because they never did before. And then it seemed like when everyone else moved to No Coins Needed, they moved to...
1: Besides, when I go grocery shopping, I just come home with cheese and bread.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, do you remember there's a story... And maybe a taco bar. And I can't find it. Uh, It's the, uh, the bank. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, disappearing deposits. And that's why I say security is one thing, right? You want to make sure that whatever uh, tool you're using to bank with or pay for items is secure. And banks have been, we talked about this before, pretty good with that, that when there's been a fraudulent uh, charge or anything. But a couple of situations recently in which two banks, TD and Scotiabank, simply lost checks.
1: And and big hunks of money.
0: Yeah, like $21,000 yeah. in one case. Uh, There's seventeen in the other. Seventeen, I believe you're right, yep. in the other one. Where in both cases, what had happened, in one case, um, a woman deposited stock certificates mm-hmm. and she went to the branch, actually deposited them with a teller and they went missing. Yeah. And it took a long time for the bank to credit her back and in fact what they did do in that particular case and that was TD they said well you're going to have to get them issued again which is a arduous procedure which she started that procedure and then they went hey we found them right and in the other case um, that was what Scotia Bank where a guy got a certified check for selling a car mm-hmm. too. in fact that added up $21,000 they lost them um, and in both cases by the way the banks take these things very seriously but um, The bank told him, well, just go back and get the guy to give you two more certified checks. Well, if I gave somebody a certified check and they came back and said, I want another, no, because Mm -hmm. that's a legal piece of tender. If that check appears somewhere, I don't think there's a way to uncertify a certified check, right? And plus, why should I have to go through that hassle if the bank's the one that lost the money, right? But it turns but out But it is
1: frustrating because yeah. you know let's let's be real a lot of us i mean $17,000 and $20,000 to to a lot of us is a lot of money. It's a of lot of money it is. and we're waiting for it to to do something with it to um to to pay something with it to help a family member whatever yep. it is.
0: And you know it's funny and again like I say The banks generally are pretty good when it comes to reporting a a bad charge, but they're not great, honestly. They don't have a great track record with fixing their own mistakes. Mm -hmm. When a bank makes a mistake, they'll tend to want you to prove that it was their mistake. And if you look over the terms and conditions on your account for any bank, you'll be quite surprised to learn how how little liability the bank accepts for, say, a stolen or Mm -hmm. lost check, right? They'll say that if it's solely their fault, They'll cover you, but if there's some combined negligence of some kind, well, who's to say who lost the check, right? Mm-hmm. And this one is not We've quite talked s- about
1: that with credit cards yep.
0: too. If your pass, if your password or your PIN is right. too
1: easy, exactly, and they're like, well, you're tough.
0: Yeah, zero zero
1: zero zero. Yeah. We're not
0: covering you or your right? birth
1: date, something right, like that. Right,
0: exactly. And I had one. This is not as bad as these examples, 70, and 21,000 but it was just sort of annoying. So you know, I got a new furnace, new hot, hot water tank, and all that kind of stuff. I put Put the whole thing on Visa because I wanted to get yep. the airplane miles. So I put the whole thing on Visa, and then in three payments, I paid it off. Right. So my Visa should be at zero, which it's always yep. been, my business Visa. But you know, a couple of days goes by, it still shows the available credit as being down seventy five hundred. It shows that I've made the payments, um, but they say pending. Right. Yeah. Okay. So a couple more days go by. Now the pending is removed. So it's just no, you made this payment. But it shows my available credit still being, uh, uh, you know, less $7,500. So I phoned the bank and I I was like, it's not a big deal, like I'm not looking to use the credit card right now, but I'm just curious as to Mm -hmm. why. And a nice lady at CIBC, and she said, oh, we've got a problem with our system. What you did was, you transferred the money between your checking account and Visa, you didn't make a payment. I went, okay, but it's the same bank, and actually transfers should go through faster. <laughs> yeah. And she said, normally they would, but we've got a little glitch in our system. So I was like, okay, uh, so does that mean that I don't have that credit available? No, you don't, but it it should correct itself within 10 to 15 days. Well, if I had made a much bigger purchase, and for the the sake of the points, and then paid it right away, you're telling me that I would have no credit for two weeks? That's not good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's something you should fix. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, we're working on it, sir. I'm like, okay, well... And she did offer. She was like, I can see the payment. I'll, I'll get the credit line cleared if you like. But if you have the ability to do that, shouldn't you be doing that for everybody?
1: Uh, thanks for giving my PIN codes away. Someone just texted me. <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm not going to tell you my name or the town I live in, but I keep $20,000 cash in my mm. safe at home in my safe just in case all the technology shuts down.
0: Yeah, I've got some cash in my safe, too.
1: We keep our cash divided equally in the cases of our pillows and in the trunk of our Volvo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they're tough to break into, those Volvos, so yeah. Uh,
1: my wife's grandmother passed away, and the grandkids had a treasure hunt, came away with about $25,000, money stashed all wow. over the house, top to bottom. Hmm. Hmm. Wow.
0: Still very often I need fuel and the system is down with no cash, then what? And it being a weekend? I usually keep 40 to 60 bucks cash on me. That's from Marfus. Yeah, I usually have, uh, don't anybody rob me. I usually have about 200 bucks in cash on me. And I, like I say, I pay for gas with uh, debit. Yeah. um, Because I like how it keeps track Mm -hmm. of my gas, because that vehicle of mine is a business (laughs) vehicle for my business, not this business. But yeah, I run into it all the time where it's just not accepting debit cards today. And especially in this weather. It seems like those machines break down a lot. Yeah, they're funky with the cold. I know, and I was telling you when I got into work today, as happy as I am with all the security cameras I now have installed, well, I don't have a lot, three, the two outdoor ones, the Ring ones, they stopped working when the temps dropped to minus 25. They just stopped working. You talk too much. (laughs) About my security system and (laughs) safe and...
1: So if you want to go to Andrew's place, do it when it's uh, no, it's working again.
0: Yeah, it's working again. Minus twenty-five
1: to minus thirty. Yeah,
0: check the temps first, (laughs) and then my, uh, and then you'll want to go to my website and see if I'm out of town, (laughs) and then go to social media and make sure the family's with me. (laughs) Oh my.
1: Your text coming in about the things you found around the house when uh, folks have passed away. Doug says after my mother passed, I found several hundred dollars in older bills. When I went to use them, the very young cashier wouldn't take them because she didn't think they were re- they were real. Mm. An older manager okayed them. Um, for me, I love cash and I always carry around three hundred dollars with me, and I have stashed away about five grand in emergencies if all systems go down and we are hacked on a global level
0: don't know if this is true, but I think it's funny. When my dad passed away, I went uh, uh, checking for hidden money and all I found were <laughs> notes that said, get a job. And this one too, my mom, six,
1: 76 years old, moved from her big house to a condo last year. After weeks of going through all of her belongings, she had gathered up over 60 grand. Yes, 60 grand in cash stashed away in various places. She had earned a very modest income, so it was a significant amount, I guess so, 60 grand.
0: Hmm. Wow. I once, uh, not a big deal, but I once was paying for something in West Edmonton Mall in one of those little stores, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh, was paying with change. And the girl who was working there, and I'm going to guess and probably get in trouble for saying so, I think perhaps newly arrived to Canada. Okay. And as I was giving her the change, she pushed two nickels back and said, no, uh, Canadian currency only. And I was like, that is Canadian currency. And she flipped it over and there was a bunny on it. And she's like, yeah, that's not a Canadian nickel. And I, I found myself explaining to her that one year, and I don't remember, probably 1967, it was really old nickels. Um, we had other, for one year, we had different animals on the back and she was having no part of
1: it. <laughs> and the, the
0: person in line behind me said, uh, yeah, here, I'll buy those off you and gave me a dime for them. But it's just. Do you remember that when the nickel had a bunny no, I on the don't. back? don't. Yeah, no. You might be too young.
1: I well, yeah. I was born in '70.
0: Yeah, so you weren't out shopping. No. With 1967 coins, no. I'm pretty sure it was '67.
1: We um, I have some old um, money at home, old dollars, old coins. Uh huh. That and actually, if you go onto the the Royal Canadian Mint's website, you can actually look up um, rare. Rare dollars, ra- mm-hmm. ra- ra- rare coins, and kind of depending on the condition of them, the value. So I have to take some of them into a coin store or to a one of those, uh, you know, things that come through town—the the coin shows and yeah. and and do that. But it just seems like a.
0: Do you know that's funny? Nobody's mentioned that in. Maybe it's a, too morbid a subject, but talking about when people pass mm-hmm. and you go into their homes, no one's mentioned finding stamp collections or coin collections. Those used to be a lot, I think, more typical than they are today. My brother, I don't know where his coin collection or stamp collection are, uh, my brother Jim, but not Bob's. So and don't ever tell my big brother Bob I was talking about him today. I wasn't, I was talking about Jim. He used to have bookshelves full mm-hmm. of these things. Like the coins alone at face value would be worth probably five or ten thousand. So I don't know how many rare ones there are among them. Yeah. He's still healthy and we don't get along.
1: <laughs> it's interesting, though, because I was just going through the, all the old coins and looking at the dates. And they say, okay, depending on the quality. And you can kind of gauge
0: mm. what it is. And yeah.
1: yeah. So sooner or later, I've got to do that. Huh. I don't know where I put them all.
0: Where did you get these?
1: My father-in-law.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Coach's dad? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the other guy's dad? No. Okay, <laughs>
1: no. no my Do you?
0: Cl- I I have a collection of. Uh, don't laugh at me.
1: I don't really collect anything.
0: I have a collection of beer labels. <laughs> that I've refused <laughs> to. I collected it when I was in university for the most part, so that's how old they are. But I've got you know those photo albums where you pull back the mm-hmm. thing and stick. I've probably got. 10 albums full of beer labels from around the world. A- at some point, I got interested in it, mm-hmm. and I started writing breweries, and they would mail you every yeah. label that they had, and they were happy to do it. I don't know if they still do it. I don't know if that's worth anything. I know that I've, I've refused to throw them out many times. Carol's like, well, you never look at them. I go, that's not the but point you know of the, the collection. The, you I know, know they're, they're, they're there. there. Yeah. Hey, anybody looking to score a beer label collection? <laughs> beer label
1: collection. I've never heard of anyone having a beer label I'll collection. i have to hunt for them again. I might have a beer collection, not yeah, a beer sure. label collection.
0: I'd have to see, because maybe, you know, in the dark of night on a day when I was out of town, possibly they made it to the curb. I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen them in quite some like time. Like that pink cable knit sweater. Exactly. And my favorite ever pair of underwear that just seems to have gone missing since Mexico.
1: Well, no. You guys hold on to those things, man.
0: Because it takes a while to work them in. Yeah, well... It's like a glove. They fit like well, a glove.
1: Oh no, they're kind of...
0: You know a really great... Showing off You things. know a great baseball glove where the ball yeah. just goes right in that pocket? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's got a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. That's a good pair of underwear mm-hmm. right there. Not meaning to, you know, didn't mean to make as direct a comparison as I mm-hmm. just did. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.